It is Friday, August 20th, and it's been an awesome week of sports. Isaac, how you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, it's good to have all these sports going on at the same time. It just keeps it hard to focus on one sport, though. I mean... Sounds like a good problem. Yeah, I mean, it is a good problem. But uh, it's all happening at once. Well, the NBA playoffs have been great so far, and we're going to get to those. But I want to start with what's been the biggest news over the past couple weeks, and that's the drama that's going on with the Big Ten canceling their football season. There's a lot that's happened this week with that, starting last Sunday, whenever Ohio State's quarterback, Justin Fields, created a petition titled, We Want to Play. In the statement that's listed on the petition, it says, We, the football players of the Big Ten, together with the fans and supporters of college football, request that the Big Ten Conference immediately reinstate the 2020 football season. Allow Big Ten players' teams to make their own choice as to whether they wish to play or opt out of this fall season. Allow Big Ten players and teams who choose to opt out of playing a fall season to do so without penalty or repercussion. Why is this important? We want to play. We believe that safety protocols have been established and can be managed and mitigate the concerns of exposure to COVID-19. We believe that we should have the right to make decisions about what is best for our health and our future. Don't let our hard work and sacrifice be in vain. Hashtag let us play. The petition now has almost 300,000 signatures, and I can't say I disagree with him. That's an insane amount, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to change anything because if that didn't change his mind, I don't think anything's going to change his mind. I would agree with that. So let's go on to what else happened this week with this. On Tuesday, Randy Wade, father of star Ohio State player Sean Wade, announced that he plans on flying from all the way from Florida to Illinois on Thursday, which is today, and is going to pay a personal visit to Big Ten headquarters tomorrow, Friday, and expects other Big Ten parents to join him. So now you got the Big Ten parents getting involved, and it's getting quite messy. And then on Wednesday, attorney Tom Mars, who famously helped Shea Patterson complete his transfer to Michigan, has threatened legal action against the Big Ten and claims that they haven't been transparent enough throughout this entire process, which has been a complaint from multiple players and fans and coaches and everybody involved that the Big Ten hasn't given them enough of a reason as to why they're doing this or as to how the vote went down if there was a vote. And then finally yesterday, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren said that the conference won't change his mind about canceling the fall football season. So after all that, Kevin Warren still comes out and says it's not going to happen. And I think the big issue for a lot of people is that Kevin Warren himself has a son that plays for Mississippi State. So he's telling players in his own conference they're not allowed to play this year while his son will be playing. That's not right. That is not right, man. Something definitely going on there. Something shady that uh, no one knows about, I think. It's a weird situation, and now you're talking about legal action getting involved. And this this whole thing is interesting, but that brings me to my question. Do you think there's any chance that they change their mind and play football this fall? Like I said, man, if this hasn't changed anyone's mind, what else is going to change their mind? You know what I mean? I mean, parents getting involved, legal actions threatened. Like, what what else can you do? I would agree. It seems like he's made his decision and he's going to stick to it, but I don't see how he survives this because this is going to have long-term repercussions. You're talking about players who probably are not going to commit to Big Ten schools now because they don't know if they'll play football or not because next year we don't know where we're going to stand with COVID. We could Mm -hmm. be in the same situation, and uh, that's why I think it's a huge issue, and I don't see how he survives this, and this isn't going away. 
Big Ten fans and players and coaches are going to be loud this entire season. Yep. And they should be. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a huge mystery because we don't know if there's going to be more cases in a year, less cases in a year, like if it's going to go away. Like, no one knows. So we'll just have to wait and see. So let's get to some NBA playoff talk. Yes. So far, the Heat have a 2-0 series lead over the Pacers. Rockets have a 2-0 series lead over the Thunder. Jazz and Nuggets are tied at one apiece. The Celtics now have a 2-0 lead over the 76ers, and the Raptors now have a 2-0 lead over the Nets. And it's crazy about the Raptors how well they've played. Yeah, Rap- Raptors, Raptors are going to beat the Nets. Um, I I think um, I think the Rockets are going to are going to uh, beat the Thunder too, pretty pretty easily. I think that's over. Yeah, I agree. I and mean, that's impressive on the Rockets' part because they're doing it without Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Who's, but you got James Harden, who's a walking triple double. Yeah, <laughs> James Harden's just an, another kind of monster. But yeah, what the Raptors have done too without um, Kawhi this year, whenever a lot of people expected them to to not be very good, is very impressive. So mm-hmm. good on them. Let's talk a little bit about the Mavs and the Clippers. That's uh, a great I love, series. I love the Mavericks, dude. I love that Mavericks team. Luca is my favorite player to watch Luka in the NBA. Is so He's good. so exciting. Luca's so good. Porzingis is so good. Like it's just that's just a great squad right there. And uh, a, a good pickup for them, uh, Trey Burke. He's been great for them. He's a free agent. I'm pretty sure. And the last playoff appearance he had was, like, years ago. And he really wasn't doing anything for any team, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they picked him up, and he's been he's been doing great for him. Yeah, and they honestly should have a 2-0 lead over... Oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. They, for should sure. Have, they, should have a two, they should have a 2-0 lead over the Clippers the, right the now. The fact Persingas got ejected was complete bullshit. Which I understand the argument that he shouldn't have interjected himself since he was already in a situation where he could... He was one away, so I understand that argument, but still you can't make that call in that moment, and uh, it's crazy the Mavs could be up 2-0 to o on them right Persingas now. is such, a, such an amazing player to watch. He's, he's exactly where he wants to be on the floor every time. Last night he made a deep three, and I was like, this guy is just insane, man. Insane. He is. He's crazy. He's so much fun to watch. And here, here's favorite. a message for uh, Paul George. The way he's playing, man, it ain't going to get you a win. I'm just saying that right now. Yeah. I mean, shots weren't really falling for him, and the Lakers are guilty of that too. Lakers shot like garbage, garbage. Lakers have been shooting like garbage in the bubble pretty much. The oh whole yeah, time. yeah. And LeBron needs to. I mean, LeBron's LeBron. He's gonna pass the ball. He's gonna share the ball. He's one of the best passers in the league. But he's got to take control of of the team. He's got to take control of the game, and that's the way they're gonna have. That's the way they're gonna have to win because no one else is getting it done. Anthony Davis was off. Anthony Davis was way off. So LeBron's going to have to get himself in gear. And when LeBron flips that switch and decides to take over, it's it's pretty much done with. LeBron, get your old dusty ass in gear. That's what Isaac said, his exact words. So let's talk about the two big upsets from the other day. He had two number one seeds going down, the Bucks and the Lakers. Uh, have you changed your mind about how either of those series will go now that that's that's happened? No. And just uh, just no. just so everybody knows, the Bucks and the Magic are currently playing as we speak, and the Bucks have a 17 point lead at almost yeah, the end I'm of the third. So the Bucks are about to tie that series up. No, the Magic that was um, that was a one time thing. I don't think the Magic's going to win another game in the series. I actually agree with you. 
I'm a little more. I'm not worried about the Bucks at all. I think that they'll they'll pull that series out. I'm a, I, I still am picking the Lakers to pull that series out against the Trailblazers, but I'm a little more concerned because of the fact that they had a six point lead with a few minutes left and let it slip away. They just let Dame take over. Yeah, and so that's a little concerning because if you got LeBron and Anthony Davis and you're up by six with a few minutes left, you you should be able to put the game away. Here's the thing. This is a Carmelo Anthony I have not seen in a long time. He is balling right now. He he when he was with Houston, when he was with the Thunder, he just seemed like he was there, just going through the motions, catch and shoot. This Carmelo we're seeing on the Trailblazers is the Carmelo of old where he's getting dirty, he's getting down in there, he's wanting to win, and that's dangerous if you're the Lakers. The Lakers also look like they could use Avery Bradley now. Yeah. So we'll see where these where these NBA playoffs go. I love how they're going so far and I love the format. It almost feels like a smaller version of the NCAA tournament. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it too. I mean, I I like I like the pops of the crowd though. That's what I miss. Like when someone like if Dame was bombing these threes like from deep straight up, like there'd be a huge pop from the crowd and we're missing that. So let's get to some more college football talk. All right. So let's see out of all three of the major college football conferences, you know, they just released their schedules. Which ones which games are you looking forward to the most? You know, this is an interesting year because the three conferences that are playing, their schedules are much more exciting because there's not a bunch of clunker games where you're playing Catholic, Christian, State, School for the Blind. <laughs> um, oh my God. So that part's exciting, but then at the same time, you're like, damn, we're not going to have the Big Ten or the Pac-12. But there is still going to be so many good games this year. As far as the SEC goes, I'm looking at that Florida versus Tennessee game, the last game of the year. That's usually where these teams will play their rival, and they are kind of each other's rival. Um, I think Florida is going to be very good and be vying for maybe a playoff spot. And I think Tennessee is going to be pretty good and is going to have a chance to knock them off. So that's very, very exciting. Think Tennessee have a good year this year? Yeah, I do, yeah. I, they, they impressed me the way they finished off last year whenever they were the laughing stock and they turn around and end up winning eight games. Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. Uh, and the ACC, I like Clemson versus Notre Dame. In 2015, whenever they played in the regular season, that was a fantastic game. Came down to a wire, came down to the wire, ended up being a two-point game in hurricane-like weather. Uh, whenever they played in the playoffs a couple years ago, that was not as exciting. But I think that that's going to be a very good game this year, probably the best ACC game of the year. And then in the Big 12, I like the Red River rivalry, the Oklahoma versus Texas. It's a tough thing to say. Should I say that five times straight? Red River rivalry. <laughs> um, yeah, that's always that's always usually their best game, and I look for that to be their best game once again this year. I think Texas will be improved, and I think Oklahoma is going to regress a little bit. So we're going to continue what we were doing last week as far as the NFL goes. We're going to draw four teams, break them down. Isaac, start us off. Oh, God. All right. Hi. You know that city that rains? They call it Seattle. That's what you got. What do you got for the Seattle Seahawks, man? I love the Seahawks this year. First of all, they added Jamal Adams and Greg Olson, and Greg Olson has been an underrated, underrated. pickup. You don't hear people talk about that much, but I believe he has something left in the, in the tank. I like their first-round pick of Jordan Brooks. Very good player. And then, of course, they have Russell Wilson, who mm -hmm. is he should be talked about as a top three quarterback in the NFL, and he still gets slightly disrespected by people. Yeah, I, I don't think. understand that. I don't understand that at all. Russell Wilson is an amazing quarterback, 
and every aspect of every accolade for a quarterback, Russell Wilson has it. Yep. So why why say that he's not at least like a top top five quarterback right now? I think he is. I would I would almost say top three. Yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm very high on them this year, and I think DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. is going to be much improved. He was already pretty good last year, but I think he's going to be a great weapon for Russell Wilson oh, yeah. this year. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, Greg Olson's great. Like you said, um, he's he plays very old-school tight end style, and I really like that, Like kind of like a Heath Miller type, like a Tony Gonzalez type. So, I mean, that's good to have. That's really good to have. I also do believe that the 49ers, they'll still be very good, but I think they're going to regress a little bit, and I think that that leaves the door open for Seattle. So Yeah, and coming on to my point on Seattle, I think they're going to win their division. I think I'm not going to make predictions on that yet because I'm wanting to make that in a couple weeks. Okay. Well, I um, think that they have potential to win their division. No, you can go ahead and do yours. I'm just waiting because I, I, I want to make sure, you know, a lot can happen in the NFL. I want to make these predictions as close to the season as possible. Right now, I'm saying I think that they'll grab 12 or 13 wins, and I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah, grab if they grabs 14. Their their schedule is favorable, mm-hmm. and I look at them to be great. Yep. What's our second team, Isaac? Oh wait, it's my turn. It's to your go. turn, boy. Oh shit. Oh shit! Oh no! The Tom Brady-less Patriots. Oh, the parrots, the parrots. Okay. Um. So everyone knows this is one of the teams that all eyes are on this year, mostly because Tom Brady's gone. No Gronkowski, no Hightower. There's a lot of missing pieces. Um. However, Bill Belichick never ceases to amaze me with how he puts things into motion. He is going to find a way to win. Like, he's got a plan. There's no Tom. I know it's been... It's been... Uh, God, dude, six six titles. How long was how long was Tom in New England? 20? 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. I know, that's, I know that's a factor, that he's had the same quarterback for 20 years. But he's got some kind of plan to give them a winning record. I promise you that. I do believe that they'll have a winning record. I'm with you on that. But their schedule is very tough, and they're not going to be the same this year. Although I do believe Cam Newton will be good. But that schedule is going to be a gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to mention is their first pick, which was in the second round because they traded their first-round pick, of Kyle Duggar out of Lenore Rhine. Mm-hmm. What a Patriots pick. Like We know <laughs> that that guy is going straight to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so I have them winning... Nine or ten. How do you think Cam's going to do with this squad? I think he's going to do well. Uh, as long as he can stay healthy, I think he's going to do very well. Now, he doesn't have many weapons. He has Julian Edelman. He has, I believe, Mohamed Sanu is still with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But I have them winning nine or ten. Look, man, I've said this every year since it happened. Ever since Super Bowl 50, Cam Newton has not been the same. I know he's had injuries, but I really think that messed with his head for a while. He should have jumped on that fumble. He was, yeah. <laughs> He was not the same after that. I mean, you can look into it for yourself. Go to that timeline of at, before that Super Bowl and after. He was league MVP. Like he had an amazing he had an amazing season that year. After the Super Bowl, down downhill from there. All right, draw our third team, Isaac. Uh, give us a good one, not somebody boring. Don't give us the fucking Lions or the Jaguars or some shit. <laughs> is it the Lions? No, but it is the Jaguars. <laughs> All right then. This oh, is uh, I haven't uh, even thought. Okay, so I haven't even really thought about the Jaguars at all since like David Garrard, Maurice Jones, Drew. David <laughs> I remember him beating. The, I remember him beating the Cowboys. Oh, um, God, yeah. 
they lost some key they lost some key players on defense in Calais Campbell and AJ Bouye. Mm-hmm. They have an incredibly tough schedule. Gardner Minshew last year, he was very efficient when he came in through 21 touchdowns and six picks. But I don't think they're going to be very good. That was I a do very like, Uncle Rico-like stat line. I do like their fifth-round pick out of uh, Colin Johnson out of Texas. I think he's going to be a very good receiver in the league. However, I think that they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Uh, Gardner Minshew is a pretty good quarterback, but it's not going to be enough for him to overcome this insane schedule. And I think that they will grab <clears throat> two wins, three wins if they're lucky. I'll agree with you because I do, I do think they'll be one of the worst teams, but... Gardner did really good for someone that was just thrown out once Foles went down and was just like, okay, this is your team now. You got to lead us now. For the first time ever, he did a great job, I thought. He's a tough guy, too. Remember that hit where his helmet flew off? Yep, yep. Tough guy. And the best part about Gardner Minshew is that if he fails at football, he's going to have a hell of a career in the porn industry. Yeah, with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. With Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, dude. Remember when uh, David Garrard threw the Hail Mary with no time left? I do. That was sick. All right. Please. Tampa Bay Bucks. Yes. The Buccaneers. I was hoping for this one. All right. Why don't you start this one off? Okay. Uh, So this is another team that has... Okay. So this is just another whole thing in itself. All eyes are on the Buccaneers. No matter what what fan you are... What what style you were on with the Buccaneers? I think because you have you have to be curious on how they're gonna do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because Tom Brady, this is the first time he's been on any any team other than the Patriots. He's got an old player in Gronk, <clears throat> an old teammate. Uh, they got Lashawn McCoy. They got Mike Evans. This is gonna be and uh, uh, Godwin. <clears throat> this is gonna be an amazing year. For the Buccaneers, in my opinion. I am drinking the Kool-Aid because this is not like the Browns of last year who were who were hyped up as the, the stacked dream team before the year. If you listen to smart people such as myself, you knew that the Browns were going to underachieve last year. Oh, for sure. This team is led by Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, two battle-tested, uh, two battle-tested veterans who are going to make sure that their, their expectations are managed. So here's the thing. It starts... It starts... With who your quarterback is. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield? No. I never for one second was like, oh, the Browns, they're going straight to the Super Bowl because they got these receivers. Not at all because I knew Baker Mayfield was a quarterback. But if you were looking at the Bucks, they got Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback that's ever lived, six Super Bowl titles as your quarterback. With an amazing receiving core, in my opinion, a great underrated running back, and an amazing head coach. How can you not be on board with that? LaShawn McCoy was a good pickup because I think that he has more left in the tank. Oh, yeah. Although, fuck LaShawn McCoy for that time that he tipped the server 10 cents. Such a Philadelphia Eagles thing to do. <laughs> Another thing I want to point out before we move on is I love their first-round draft pick of Tristan Wirth. He was uh, the Big Ten O-lineman of the year last year, and he's going to give Tom Brady that protection that he needs. Mm-hmm. So that just shows you right there from the top, Bruce Arians is going to do a great job with this team this year. And, uh, yeah, that's all for our four teams. I think, Sorry, um, Jaguars fans. We just really skimmed over you, but to be quite honest, we just don't give a shit. <laughs> I think just uh, one more thing. I think the Bucks are going to have a better record than the Patriots. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do some records. I think that the Bucks are going to. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I think they're going to have 12 or 13 wins. The more the okay. So at first, I kind of had the same vibe 
when I first heard about all these players going to the Bucks, as I did when the Browns did. I was like, oh, well, you know, they're going to get hyped up. They're not going to do as good. But the more I think about it, the more I say it out loud, the more I'm like, okay, I, I would be stupid to say that they're not going to have a winning record. All right, you want to do some NHL talk? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. stay out of this and let you take the lead on this because, to be quite honest, I'm not well-versed in the NHL like I should be. Okay. So why don't you lay some stuff on us about what's going on with the lay playoffs? Lay down. Okay, so the Capitals are in some deep trouble right now. <laughs> the Islanders are up 3-1. Uh, to one. And their Capitals are on the verge of elimination, so if they need to do something, they need to do it now, or their season's over. <clears throat> I think um, I, I've I've liked the Capitals; like they're probably like second favorite team, but um, they're probably not going to pull this one out. Uh, the Flyers have a three-two uh, three-two lead over the uh, Canadians, so that could come down to a game seven. But I think if the Canadians want to do something, they need to do it now. They need to run the table right now. They need to get their shit together. The Flyers are going to take it, like, straight, just sweep it out from under them. Lightning destroyed the Blue Jackets. I mean, that was no surprise to me. Lightning is a great team. Very structurally sound team every year, in my opinion. Uh, the Bruins stomped the Hurricanes uh, to move on. I mean, I kind of had hope hopes for a good series because they tied it at one, and I was like, okay, here we go. And then the Bruins were just like, no, fuck that. And then they just walked all over them. Uh, Stars lead the Flames 3-2. to Um I think the Stars will probably pull that one out uh, if I'm looking at uh, how they're playing. Um, but, I mean, you never know. Uh, Canucks up 3-2 uh, to two over the Blues. I think that they're going to seal that after, after this next game. <clears throat> I don't think the Blues will come back. Um, and then Vegas has been uh, unstoppable. Uh, they're, they dominated the Blackhawks, which the Blackhawks have got their own issues going on. 4-1 um, to one, that ended uh, – did you want to say something? No. I'm just no? chilling. No. Okay. Uh, Avalanche beat the Coyotes 4-1 to as well. Uh, Avalanche, man. I'm a Penguins fan, but I've always been a fan of how the Avalanche just get so hype and pumped at playoff time. I mean, every team does, but the Avalanche just seem like they play with a certain type of aggressiveness when it's playoff time than that uh, no other team plays with, and I've always been a fan of that. So you never, makes, want, you never want to meet them in the playoffs. That makes the Predators look real good that the Coyotes got stomped. <laughs> Dude, the, the Preds, Where man. is your fucking the Smashville Preds. now? Where's your Smashville? The, Pre- the Preds needs Derrick Henry, man. All right, so we're going to end this episode with some rapid-fire questions like we're going to do every time, and I'll start this off for you, Isaac. Which L.A. team is in more trouble right now, the Clippers <clears throat> or the Lakers? My opinion of the Lakers, judging by how off they all looked like LeBron was setting them up with these passes. They would either not catch the ball, not see it or miss horribly. Like there was, there was three shots by the Lakers that hit the corner of the backboard, which is God awful. LeBron's going to have to do something. They're in trouble because of how well the Portland trailblazers are playing as a collective unit. Not just because Dame is dropping those threes wherever he wants to, but everyone else is playing good as well, so they need to do something now. They're in trouble. I'm going to say the Clippers because they had to go through Luka, who I think is the best young player in the NBA. Uh, you want to fire up this next question? We'll just go back and forth. All right. Uh, let's see. Should the NBA playoff format every year from now... Wait, what? <laughs> Oh, okay. Should the NBA do the playoff in this format every year from now on? Technical difficulties, folks. Technical yeah. difficulties. But yes, I say absolutely. I love the way that the playoffs are getting done this year. 
I think it's much more exciting. It kind of feels, like I said earlier, like a smaller version of the NCAA tournament. And I think next year, if they bring them back to Orlando without being quarantined in a bubble, just bring them back, everybody play in one location and have these games one after another, that's so sick. That's so sick. I love it. I think it's cool, but it's nothing like a live home crowd. All right. So, who is your sleeper team for the NBA playoffs? Uh, for me, it's the Miami Heat, just because they got some really good players. They got a uh, hero, Igudala, uh, Jimmy Butler is always on. Um, so, I mean, they could potentially, when they move on to the next round, which they will, when they move on to the next round, no matter who they play, they're gonna have a tough time with them. Yeah, I'm going to go Miami as well, and Charles Barkley can shut the fuck up. He always has something to say, saying, nobody's scared of the heat. Um, yeah, he also he just said uh, Portland much. was going to sweep the Lakers, which I, is not I think happen. he picked Portland to win it all, bro. All right, I'll take this next one, too, because it's kind of a long one. Former Bears offensive lineman Kyle Long said he thinks that the Bears will start Nick Foles over Mitch Trubisky this season. Who would you start, and who do you believe that the Bears are going to start? Uh, I mean, you have to start the former Super Bowl MVP if you want to win because the guy you drafted isn't doing shit. So if you're going to do it the smart way, you uh, put Nick Foles in there. I mean, that's just how it is. I think for the sake of their pride, they had to do, they had to try Trubisky one more time because they chose Trubisky over Deshaun and Mahomes. Yeah. So I don't think that they're going to be so quick to just throw that away. So that's my thought process on that. All right. So, here's mine. If you had to pick a celebrity to do a pickup game, who would you choose? So, you're at a park, a gym, and there's two celebrities there, Adam Sandler and Drake, and you have to pick one to be on your team. Who are you picking? One to be on my team? Yeah. Adam Sandler, because I feel like Adam Sandler is probably a better player than Drake, and honestly, <laughs> he's probably a better dancer, too. And who doesn't want a good dancer on the team? <laughs> And anyway, rapper. and rapper. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a I'm I'm not a Drake hater by no means, but I've seen both of them play. Drake is at his best whenever he tries not to whenever he doesn't try to be hard. Okay. Fair you enough. You know what I mean? Like you he's 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 not he's not hard. Okay, he's so So Drake seems like he's going to pass he's not going to pass the ball. He's going to shoot every single time he touches the ball. Adam Sandler's not like that. He seems like a lot smarter player than Drake. So, and he can drop dimes like Adam Sandler could pass the ball like insane. So I'm going with Sandler. All right, we both agree on Sandler. If you have the first pick in your fantasy league this year, who are you taking? Mm. Either I'd say DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, Mm -hmm. or Pat Mahomes, dude. I know he's a quarterback, but, dude, Pat Mahomes is going to rack you up the points. And I guarantee you, if you were at if you were at a fantasy draft, someone would pick Pat Mahomes first round. Oh man, I can't do a quarterback first. I'm going Christian McCaffrey. That white boy has no business being that bad. No business. Give me McCaffrey, who is going to be the Panthers' offense this year. McCaffrey's good. All right. All right. Uh, do you think Bill Belichick has an underground fight club in his free time? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And it's probably the, the probably the only time Bill Belichick ever smiles is whenever somebody gets beaten to death in his underground fight club. Yeah, somebody gets beaten to death, he's bleeding, people are freaking out, and Bill Belichick's just standing back there like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> it's Eli Manning they're beating up, and Tom Coughlin. <laughs> All right, the last and most important question: Do you think baseball should bring back steroids? 
Fuck yes. Baseball is in an abyss. It's boring. I would rather attend front row at an R. Kelly concert without an umbrella than watch a full nine-inning baseball game. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, no. I don't. I don't guess. I mean, it, don't listen. Fuck to it, dude. If they want to, if they want to die an early, be in an early grave, then go ahead. Manford, look at me. I I shouldn't say that because, dude, they're so rich. Only repercussions like, is a tiny pecker. Let's do this. Bring back steroids. Okay. Let's let's hit dingers left and right. Let's fucking go. But um, I mean, they say steroids bad for you, but there's so much money now. They probably don't even need to take steroids. There's probably some super genetic thing they can like inject in them that's not going to make their penis small or not make them die soon you know what i mean yeah yeah all right guys well that's just about all we've got make sure you follow us on our social medias instagram and twitter at i hate sports pod i'm at no vaping allowed this is at rosy real that's r-h-a-z-y real thank you guys for watching we will be back next saturday Woo! much love